is I am your uh, morbidly obese host. I'm not even going to say my name. But hey, Sci-Fi at the Strand is presenting Don't Lose Your Head, a double feature happening Saturday, July 23rd at the Strand Theater, which is at 165 Main Street in Seymour, Connecticut for our international listeners. And joining me is Mr. Sci-Fi at the Strand himself, John Marini. Welcome back to the podcast, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, so let's get right into it. What are the two movies that you're showing? Which is first? Which is second? What controversy can we use to sell tickets for this thing? What's going on? Excellent. So, Eugene, we got two of your favorites, Conan and the Barbarian, the original classic mm. from the early 80s, and also the original Highlander. Mm. Both of these movies have something in common, right? It's a lot of decapitation and a lot of lost heads. So we're calling it Don't Lose Your Head Night. And the good news here is it's all for charity. So whatever you feel about um, dismemberment, um, all the proceeds of the show are going to go to uh, charity. You're losing um, your skeleton. Columbus. And I got a special guest with us. I have, uh, I guess, one of the long lost kings of Atlantis from the Conan movie. Um, he's a little... Uh, He's a little skeletal, but the reason he's here is because we have some awesome raffle prizes for this particular show. And uh, like Larry Dwyer's called classics, we always Ooh. do an intermission raffle, you know, uh, that other, uh, that other uh, movie, uh, movie night at the strand. Um, but for this show in particular, I think we have some nifty stuff. We actually have Conan's sword. We have three replicas of Conan's Atlantean sword as last seen. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but his last scene in Stranger Things. Oh, that's right. They're right? saying so that's what it, Harbor the Cop. That far. Yep, if you made it that far. Yeah, well, the original prop from uh, the original Conan uh, the Barbarian appears in Stranger Things. But we have three replicas um, for the raffle. And that's not all. We have three replicas of Connor McLeod's sword as well, the katana. Right. And this was really interesting, Eugene, because I thought the Conan sword is sort of foam, right? It's a toy. And right. I ordered these from Amazon and I suspected that this would be a toy as well. But they gave me real swords. Oh, that's so good. I think for the first and only time, we're going to have some uh, real weapons. Um, good job, Amazon. Strand. Thanks so for we're keeping have us to safe. Figure out. So if Hold you, on, you know, my kid just ordered parents. that. Hold on. So please bring your parents' permission if, you, if you're going to win one of these. Now and then, what's the, who's the character? Wait, who's the character, John? Who's the character that that second one? I know Conan. Who's the character from the Connor McCloud of the Clan McCloud? Certainly, hey, you're familiar with Highlander. Christopher Highlander Lambert. Lambert. I, I saw it once, but is that Christopher, Christopher Lambert? Yep. All right, yep. all right. I sorry. All right. What else you got? And although we have we have raffle prizes, but we have some free giveaways. These are the prototypes. We have a poster. You've seen this poster? Yeah, it's a cool Jane. poster. Don't lose your head. Choose this one, which has Conan and Connor McLeod, right? Or you could choose the bad guys, Tulsa Doom. 
James Earl Jones, and what's his Andrew name? Clancy Morgan. Brown, James the voice Earl. of SpongeBob. Yep. So we have some free posters. We can have raffle prizes like the swords or like other, like this tin poster of Highlander that would look really great in your room behind you. Eugene, see? Mm. And even VHS, right? This is Conan the Destroyer, but we still have some retro. Oh, look at this. Is, uh, is that the one with Grace Jones, Conan the Destroyer? It is. Yep, this is the sequel. The more kid-friendly sequel. So, and then, all right, how do I get tickets? At what time does it start and all that good stuff? I know it's coming up this so Saturday. Seven o'clock. So this Saturday night, Strand Theater, Seymour. Start time is 7 o'clock. Of course, we're going to be doing trailers, classic sword and sorcery trailers this time before both movies. The raffle is going to be in the middle. We're going to show the Highlander first. And Conan is the main get that, feature. Just set. get that out of the way. All right. So anybody, anybody listening, like I love Conan the Barbarian. I mean, that I remember distinctly seeing that as a kid when it came out on VHS. You know, that was a big deal. But I, I mean, I'll just admit my bias. I saw Highlander once and I just never bothered watching it. Uh, again, I, I, I'm not a big fan, but it is interesting looking into Highlander specifically. I mean, here's the thing about Christopher Lambert. The guy makes Greystoke, right? The Legend of Tarzan. Terrible, 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 unforgivably bad movie. Then he makes Highlander. And then after that, he stars in The Sicilian, which is no one's ever made it to the end of that movie. No one has watched The Sicilian from start to finish. So since then, I've never been able. I still hold the grudge for that against Christopher Lambert. So I've never seen anything else he's ever been in. I guess he's still working today. Is he still alive? I believe so. All right. So that's that's my bias. Raise an interesting question, Eugene. Although, um, you know, I'll say the second Highlander, second Highlander, you know, was it was the dip in quality. Right. Yeah, And the the movie, the guy that directed it, I was just looking him up. He was like right out of MTV. We're talking like the Culture Club, Elton John era, Duran Duran era of, of early MTV. And he gets Highlander and then he just goes on to really now he's doing like, I don't know. I don't know, 13 Reasons Why, some Netflix show. He didn't exactly go on to a. A huge career, but he's working nonetheless. Hard but why, why Highlander? Highlander like, right? I guess my, my question is, because you go back and you read the reviews, and I remember Highlander came out. It got pretty bad reviews. But if you look now, like on a Rotten Tomatoes, it has, it's certified fresh. And if you look at the people reviewing the movie in like the last 10 years, it goes from, you know, zero out of four when upon its release to now four out of five and five out of five. Clearly, new generations of people love this movie. What is it about Highlander? What am I not getting? You know, I think it's the concept, right? You either love the concept or you don't. And the concept essentially must have been written by a middle schooler because it involves immortal warriors cutting each other's heads off until there's only one. And uh, the film scored by Queen, you know, the Queen soundtrack plays through most of the movie. Um, it's, it's really a comic book-ish style of 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 a film and there's a lot to love if you suspend your disbelief and just kind of get into the sword fights and, and the crazy sci-fi and fantasy mixed with it i think a lot of the fandom following up on the movie um was really also into the tv series mm. the cable tv series that that went for season after season um it's a crazy concept and a crazy idea but um you know if you buy into it it's a lot of fun I'm surprised. And maybe they have, because I'm again, I'm not even familiar with the franchise. Oh, by the way, the director, he went on to make one of the thousand Resident Evil movies. But so maybe this happened already. But uh, have there been any talks of bringing Highlander back as a feature film? 
Not that I'm up on. Not that I'm oh. up on. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, would you? Who would that you cast just, uh, if, if you had to? If you're you're the casting director, you're you're financing the movie, who, producer Marini. Who are you putting in the lead? A modern day Highlander. That's a would tough you, one. That's a tough one. That can go in. Uh, you could have Lambert direction. play the Sean right, Connery modern day role. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, you got to have the mentor character for the Sean Connery, and you got to have that uh, that. Someone Scottish, you know, would help to add some throw in, throwing one of the kids from. Oh, I got it. Make it. Uh, who's the kid that became like, uh, he was a jerk in the first cup in the first half of the first season of Stranger Things, and then he's really, uh, he's like the mom. Oh, yes, Steve, right? Yes, Steve, Steve, do Steve as Highlander. That's what I'm saying. That would work. Yeah, he can be that. That's possible. Get his transition into action film. All right, what I did pull, and maybe you'll get a kick out of this. I was looking back at like how Rod, I like I love Roger Ebert, and I love to go back and see how Roger Ebert either you know sometimes you think he's just going to hate a film, and it turns out he loves it. Like with Gremlins, I did a podcast at Gremlins, fully thinking, oh, Roger Ebert's going to tear this thing apart, and he's like, this is the greatest movie ever. So I went back and I looked uh, for Highlander to do. We'll just play a quick a quick clip of Ebert. Reviewing uh, Highlander back in the day with Mr. Uh, Gene Siskel. So I'm going to share that and it's going to go to the wrong thing. Those are all my notes. All one, two, three, four, four. That's the magic. All right, here we go. Here's Ebert on Highlander. That's what you think of Highlander. I'm going to give my opinion, which is this is sort of like a garage sale Good. at the house of a berserk screenwriter. You got it. movie has a little bit of everything. Immortality, sword fights, ancient legends, muscular heroes, exploding automobiles, wise old men, beautiful women, bloody beheadings, and lightning crackling through the sky. It has an especially lot of beheadings and mm. lightning. In fact, occasionally people's fingertips just tingle with all of the excess electrical energy in the story. The story involves a race of immortals, men who can be killed in only one way, by having their heads chopped off with a sword. And in this scene, Christopher Lambert plays... Well, well that's interesting right there. It's still playing on my end. I just got to stop it. But he... Be, I mean, Ebert, that's... I mean, we didn't get to whether he gave it a thumb up or a thumb down, but he's smiling as he's reviewing that. He basically said exactly what you said as the positives of this movie. You just have to go in ready to have a good time with, with a movie that is basically all right i'll call it trash but it's it's purposeful meaningful trash it's not a, it's not it's not pretending to be anything other than what it is it's pulp movie making right it's pulp movie making it's got a crazy bonkers concept it's completely nuts you know and it doesn't pretend to be anything other than that um it's got some classic themes right you know i mean you could see these kind of themes going back for how many movies you know the the guy that needs to be trained fights the evil um, you know, some classic movie making, Eugene, I'd say. And then switching over to Conan. I mean, Conan is in a lot of ways bonkers uh, as well. But I, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things where my opinion of the movie was shaped when I first saw it. Now, when I first saw it, it scared the bejesus out of me. These people show up, cut off uh, somebody's head, and then they tie this kid to the wheel of pain. It's pretty it's pretty out there. And it's, it's a classic coming of age story of a young barbarian and his <laughs> uh, his journey to uh, fight uh, evil wizards and, uh, you know, save his kingdom. But it takes itself not not too seriously. It has a sense of humor. But compared to Highlander, it's more grounded in some type of reality. Oh, I, I think Conan has a little more of a philosophical pur purpose, right? Written and directed by John Milas, the great John yeah, Milas. Yeah. 
which I, for, I, I didn't realize he directed that. And, yeah, and I think it has, it, you know, that, that philosophical, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger um, mentality going into it. And I think there's a little more of an intent here, but, you know, looking back on it, it spawns this entire um, generation of uh, sword and sorcery films in the eighties. Um, a lot of them Italian and uh, some of them are going to be featured in our trailers for Saturday night to look back. Most of them are awful, right? Most of them are terrible. Um, Hercules, probably the most uh, ridiculously terrible of them with uh, Lou Ferrigno, who thought he could match uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and ends up doing two of his own Italian Hercules movies. Um, but um, it, it Lou really refused me an autograph up. in a bar once. He wouldn't give me an autograph. Uh, it's whatever, Lou, your loss. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting genre to look back on, but Conan is really the um, the touchstone of that, that of that element. But you know, we've done He Man in the past. And I think that's all connected in a way. As from as from this Man movie, would be right? What it was if it wasn't for Conan, I think that that all that sort of launched from this movie, and certainly Arnold Schwarzenegger's career was boosted big time. He's perfectly cast. Character. I mean, it's, it's, it's an iconic, ex exactly. It's an example of just perfect casting, and he had it twice early in his career. This in the most improbable movie star in the history of cinema is definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger and he gets Conan and the Determiner two roles he seems born for I wonder sometimes how much did Schwarzenegger do for steroid sales in the 80s because I remember in high school like all my friends were taking steroids left I mean not me but uh, I'm just I'd love to know has there ever been a study that you're aware of in your municipal experience where they look at how much steroid use came from these Conan movies I know we could order a feasibility study, but at this point, you know, we're far removed from the 80s. But between that, pro wrestling, again, it's a, it was Stallone, a, uh, Stallone at the time. Yep, read the Rambo films. I mean, what it meant to be an action star, what, what it meant to look like an action star in the 80s is really not the same to, as it is today. And you, you have, uh, you know, guys like The Rock out there, but then you have a lot of other action heroes who are who would have looked out of place in the mid eighties, if you were building them up in a, in a major blockbuster uh, sci-fi fantasy action film, there, there was just a, uh, a typecast. And bringing it back to my old pal, Roger Ebert, rest in peace, Mr. Ebert, greatest film critic of all time. How many stars do you think Ebert gave Conan the Bar Barbarian upon its release in whatever it was, 1982, I think. Let's oh, say out of five, I think he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, with him, it's either he really likes it or he he really sticks it to the film, right? If he doesn't feel that it's, you know, in Niebuhr early on, it seemed like he was much more about the message, right? He would really object to things if he felt it was the wrong message, regardless of the filmmaking. And you saw that with a lot of horror films, I think. Hated violence, hated gratuitous violence. But at other times, he's like a little kid in a candy store, like with Highlander. So it, early on, hard to say, right? It could be nothing. He could give it a half a star, a star. All right, Mr. Lawyer, you're talking on, you're, you're making the argument. Yeah, I'm talking about all contingencies here. So what do you say? Give me, give me a number. How many stars? I'm, I'm, I'll go with, I, I cannot remember uh, how he reviewed it. So I'm going to go on the lower end that he thought it was, uh, probably thought it was the, dismissed it. How many stars? Give me a number. Oh, come on. He goes for one. He goes for three. One. He gave it three. Oh, he, right. he actually, yeah, he's more, he was more enthusiastic. It's an interesting review to read because he's like, this is the greatest movie made for like 14 year old me. And he likes all like the female aspect of it. It's kind of, it's a little creepy. I'll be honest with you. The, the review is a little creepy, but I guess, you know, again, that was, that was Ebert. There's another thing I wanted to play with you. And maybe you have seen this. Let me see if I can do this without messing it up. But I guess John Milas, who, by the way, I, I just learned this uh, from Google. So it's probably just, everyone probably knows this. 
John Milas, the, the writer director of uh, Conan the Barbarian, he, he wrote Apocalypse Now. He wrote all just I mean, he's there's a great documentary called Milas. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Seek that out. He's a real character. He wrote Dirty Harry. He did one of the rewrites on Dirty Harry. Essentially, that all comes from from him. The character of Walter in The Big Lebowski, I never knew this until based like 10, is based off John Milas. So that's what type of guy uh, he is. There is a great, I guess they did a commentary, Milas and Schwarzenegger at some point. I believe Milas is ill now. Uh, I don't know if he's lost his ability to communicate, but anyway, seek out that documentary. But they did a commentary. And so somebody on YouTube, God bless YouTube, they just sort of cut it down to the funny parts. So I just want to play this real quickly and have a laugh. Wait, what did I do? Hold on, I got to bring it up again. I mess this up every time. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to share the screen again. It's happening, by the way. We're talking about sci-fi at the Strand happening Saturday, July 23rd at the Strand Theater, 165 Main Street, Seymour, Connecticut. What's the reason of the Wheel of Pain? What they, uh, um, They're grinding grain. You know? Grinding grain, okay. And Can you hear that, John? Grinding grain. The yeah. grain was for food and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, okay. And where were they getting the grain from? Whatever happened to Ben Davidson? He's around somewhere. Why didn't you know, uh, do a, a, a close-up on her when she was talking there? Look at the chain. Yeah. What do you call it? The ma chain mail. Chain yeah. mail, yeah, exactly. What do you call those? The demons. The demons. I know, I but then how do you keep them in focus? Well, I, by getting far enough back from him. Oh, from, from me. Does the kid wear lipstick or what is that? I don't know. I just that just cry. I had a I had to mute my mic because I was coughing and laughing. But uh, anyway, fairly that curious was about uh, some of the directorial decisions there. Arnold Schwarzenegger is he really is. I, I still love him because he's just he is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is just uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's nobody else uh, uh, like him. So, and I guess I should ask you, John, just uh, in terms of deciding to pick Highlander and Conan. I mean, are these movies that you were particularly that had a big impact on you uh, growing up in, in where Conan you up? I saw Ridgefield pretty early, right. As a okay. kid, Conan the barbarian as a, as a kid. Um, and again, it just uh, it kind of sticks with you as being, you know, one of those epic movies, but it has the edge to it. Right. So it's a fantasy movie, but yeah, it, it's not a kid's movie. It's definitely not a kid's movie. And I think that edge um, kind of stands out, you know, Highlander, the movie itself, um, again, over the top, just, just, just memorable, right? You're going to tell your friends about a plot like that. And it, it really hit you as a kid when you first it. saw it. It was something like, like personally, kid, I, I stood out to me. Uh, the series was actually something that I That's, watched okay. a little bit later. Right. I think on the USA network, they used to put it right. Um, and it was just, again, an interesting concept, an interesting concept that, that wasn't your everyday uh, fantasy uh, action about, movie. All right, let's see. It's a celebrity death match, but we're talking about movie franchises. Well, I guess one's a franchise. Beastmaster versus Highlander. Who wins there? Who comes out on top? Uh, I go Highlander there. Wow. Okay, interesting. I'll have to no, go Beastmaster with you. Beastmaster is a good movie, but um, you know, I think Highlander's just got that. You know, Beastmaster still does come kind of in the wake of right the Conan in the '80s, Sword and Sorcery. I it's think total Highlander rip adds a bit to the genre. No, no, but, you know, I'm not going to call them ripoffs. So you know, so many movies are you know owe a debt to other movies, and to call them ripoffs. Um, you know, Ator the Fighting Eagle is a Conan ripoff, right? And does it add much? Probably not. Beastmaster adds more, but Highlander's 
kind of takes the sword play right and the craziness and does something a bit different at the very least it's different right it's it's going in a direction that you wouldn't expect i give extra points to the Beastmaster only because of that mugshot of rip torn that came out years later with his hair all askew i just admire that that mugshot rip torn i think and i think that was in a coverage area that i that i worked at at one point as a reporter but uh, all right, so there's plenty of, of raffle prizes because you, you guys you guys do a good job. Well, you guys, whoever is involved in this, I, I know you are, and I, I assume there's others. But I love that the valley is becoming, or has, or is this place to see these eclectic movies. You know, you mentioned Connecticut cult classics, which has been playing now for years at the Strand Theater. If if you're into, you know, uh, uh, classic cult movies and other types of films, you know, check that out on Facebook. And then John, you've been doing sci-fi at the strand and Godzilla screenings and now moving into these sword and, and sorcery movies. Uh, and then you have, I saw this on Facebook coming up at some point, And this, I'm really excited about this. The Ansonia drive-in at Pulaski. What's it called? Pulaski park. Did I just say that right? It's my mind. Um, Warsaw park. I'm Sorry. Pulaski highway. Sorry about that. My mind went, uh, went blank, but you have night of the living dead. So the end of this month, so it's the last Saturday of the month. I think that is the um, that's like the thirtieth. I believe that's Saturday, the thirtieth. So it's not this weekend; it's the next weekend. So two Saturdays away. You're right, and the thirtieth. We'll yeah, the thirtieth. Drive-in, right? We did the drive-in concept during COVID. Had a lot of fun with that, and we figured, you know, let's bring it back um, for a special event here. Uh, the Cultural Commission um, really kind of brought this idea to the forefront of uh, having zombies on hand. So not only will we be screening the classic George Romero uh, original Night of the Living Dead, but we're going to do it in zombie vision, which uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this exactly works out. But the plan is to have zombies in the flesh uh, roving around at the theater. So hopefully this will be a, a, a very unique presentation of this film. Is, so does that mean well, right, so maybe? With all these movies, Eugene, you know, whether it be The Strand or, or the things we're doing in Ansonia, it's about giving people something to do rather than just being behind their computer screens and, and on their phones. And I think there's a, a real need to actually be with other people, right, to get together, to get excited about a real event. Um, in fact, in Ansonia, we were just talking about like the, the, the difference taking hold, you know, malls closing down or, or partially shutting for apartments. You don't have really the, the same gathering spaces or the, or the events that bring people together that, that you may have had regularly in the past. So these special events, I think, become even more important. And it's part of the reason why, uh, you know, we're keeping at them, you know, to bring people together, to bring like-minded people together and get some, something unique, something different about what we're offering here in the Valley as opposed to anywhere else. Yeah, they just had in Ansonia at the Ansonia Army was Paracon 2 just happened. The Amazing Kreskin was there. The Amazing Kreskin, who I watched all the time back on the Johnny Carson show. Uh, who's, I believe he's 120. He's something like that. He's, 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 there. He's, he's on there. In a couple of years. God he, know, he knows exactly what's in future for him, you know, for, for himself. And uh, they, so he has a confidence in terms of how long he's got. Okay. All right. That's good. Fight, you, know, you, can, you can tell the future. He's Kreskin. And then, and then you've got all right, yeah, Rock the Valley's coming back, right? What are the two yep, other two the events? Valley, people, yeah, is that August? Are there two events going at the same? Oh no, the Harvest Festival. If somebody wants to be a vendor, you can September. Okay, so August Rock the Valley, and and then in September, 
the Harvest Festival. But before that, you have Sci-Fi at the Strand coming up July 23rd. And then next weekend, Saturday, July 30th, Night of the Living Dead is playing at the Ansonia Drive-In. So much going on. John, is there anything else uh, you want to add? I'm a little podcasted out the last couple of weeks. I did a podcast on some municipal stuff and then Derby municipal stuff. And then I interviewed the guy who made the movies that made us. I got harassed on Twitter by fandom geeks uh, over that. So I apologize if uh, my performance. You did a great job on that one. That was some great material. There's been a lot of things happening, I think, in the Valley over the summer. You know, sometimes people think things slow down over the summer, but and it hasn't been the case locally, you know, um, one project after the other. Um, but I would just add, you know, we have some terrific sponsors for the oh, event. Oh, yeah. By the Strand, right? And it's charity. So it's great to see, you know, folks coming together for a good cause. But everything from Terrificon, which is going to be at Mohegan Sun on the 29th through the 31st of this month. Uh, Shocking Things Podcast, which is another podcast um, covering everything pop culture from Twilight Zone to Highlander. Um, New Haven Comics and Collectibles Show. Um, their next show is going to be October 22nd, but another great thing in the Valley area uh, for those into comics and pop culture. And speaking of that, we know the Pint and Pinto Comics, you know, just a great group of, of Well, of no, wait, hold on, Online hold on. Are you on talking the, radio. the Pint or oh, the Pint of Pop Culture? Pint, oh, both. Pint and Pinto Comics. I, so thought, the they were, I thought they had like, a, I thought the court settlement that they had negotiated means they can't appear on the same thing together. That's not true? Who are mentioning them separately here today? <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Oh, we're covering, covering both angles. You can check both of them out. I'll edit them out. Don't worry. Uh, alternate Universe Comics in Milford, right? Um, uh, and they also have a location in New Haven, but a uh, great location to pick up comic books and to catch up on all this stuff. Um, con Skipper is a new sponsor. They actually, if you, if you can't make What's a that? Con, so if you can't make a convention, they cover it. So if you wanted to check out, say, hey, you know, I wasn't able to show up at the Terrificon, they'll actually give you a review, pictures, kind of show you what you missed. Um, but they're, they're for a, a website fee? that covers. Um, no, no, they're just a website that covers. Oh, convention. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, you can go Sorry. to conskipper.com and check it out. Um, Arrow Printers is helping with our posters. So Arrow that's Ansonia based, right? right? That's Ansonia. Yep, Dave Conti, who actually won a cool. pizza contest one year and then outraged um, half of. Uh, <sighs> Facebook. I remember that. that, right? But he's also helping us with uh, our free posters for the event. And Weirdo Wonderland is going to be a guest vendor at the show. So that's another add-on here. Um, if you come down for the show Saturday night, you could also pick up some crazy stuff from Weirdo Wonderland, which does movie posters, all sorts of crazy collectibles, um, really into some uh, old fantasy and horror paperbacks as well. But they, they always have a whole bunch of interesting stuff on hand. Wow, that's it's amazing. It's crazy just sci-fi at the Strand alone, how much uh, it's grown. You're almost like a little mini convention at this point. Are there any plans? Because you got the Armory uh, as, a, as a beautiful new space, thanks to Griffin Hospital, who uh, financed the renovation of the place. Are there any plans to bring? And I know there was a Comic-Con of sorts a couple of years back. Yep. I mean, the big one, CT Horror Fest, which is happening in Naugatuck at the Event Center. And they Although do an they, amazing job. Yeah, yeah they do an amazing job. Yeah, they they became like a real. Uh, I mean, they're at the point where I, I'm not even welcome. They don't even want me there anymore because they they don't need degenerates. But uh, it'll be interesting though because the, the Naugatuck Event Center, from what I heard, like they're trying to sell that, right? Don't they want that? They want that that redeveloped, the the mm. the, the, the borough there. Are you gonna try? Yeah, it? Is, is there anything going on in Ansonia? I mean, any plans yeah, for any I'll type say of this? Or? You know, we, we want to do more and more, and so I think the more space becomes available, we talk about things like, oh, I don't know, this uh, possible uh, 
uh, multi-sport, uh, the, you know, complex on Olson drive. I don't know much about that. Um, but I hear that's, uh, potentially going in there soon. Um, you know, the, to the extent that more space opens up in, in Ansonia and the Valley area, we want to fill it with great events and draw people in. I mean, the idea is that the Valley has been overlooked for a really long time. Why shouldn't this stuff be happening in the Valley? Why shouldn't it be happening in Ansonia, Derby, Seymour, you know, uh, it, you know, it's really showing what we could do here and what we have to offer. Got a lot of creative people, a lot of great things going on. We got Valley Independent Cento, I think, putting a lot of uh, publications out there to shame, right? W with the quality. Listen, I'm offended that you mentioned it after after the pint and shocking things. All right, but whatever. It's only been <laughs> it's only been 11 years. Yeah, what's well, priorities? It's priorities. Um, but. Um, this is kind of great, you know, the Valley's got you know, Larry Dwyer, right, is located not only doing it in the Valley, uh, but also a, a Valley guy. So I think there's just so much great going on. And it's time the spotlight really got got uh, shifted over here. All right, good. Yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff going on and it's good to see. And I love that it's just this eclectic mix of uh, stuff you wouldn't get anywhere else. It's not like a bunch of anarchists. I'm watching the HBO documentary, The Anarchists. Have you seen this? No. It's just it's only it's only in its second week. I highly recommend it. It's about these anarchists, right? These basically these these rich people who didn't want to pay taxes. So they moved to Alcapulco, but then they were joined by like hippie anarchists, you know, so it wasn't just you had yuppie anarchists versus the hippie uh, anarchists. And of course, eventually someone gets murdered. So uh, I don't know why I brought that up. We don't want that coming to Ansonia. But uh, no, anyway, no, no, no. see, now it's, it's video. I can't edit any of this out. You get me in my raw, unfiltered stupidity. But all right, that's it, John. I hope uh, people go. Excellent. And I like that, uh, that this is happening and, and that you come on and talk about it uh, whenever it is happening. So best of luck. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me uh, promo the show. And um, I'm sure we'll be talking one way or the other soon. All right. See ya.